Hello, and welcome back to Samwise, part of the ATH Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sam, and I believe that any and all of life's questions can be answered by watching the Lord of the Rings Extended Editions and their special features. This week had me going deep into the Blu-rays and some of the B-sides to find answers to the questions you submitted, and I'm super excited to share them with you today. Let's get started. Our first question today came from my Google Voice line. It was a text message, and if you want to send a text, you can always send it to 608-561-2755. And this particular text message read, Dear Samwise, I'm currently having a hard time finding success in the dating world. I can't find anyone on Tinder and other dating apps. What do you and the Lord of the Rings suggest? Well, The Lord of the Rings films don't have a ton of romance, but that doesn't mean they're not loaded with dating wisdom. It sounds like you're striking out a lot. You know who else kept striking out in his quest to figure out the ring game? Gandalf. No, seriously. First, Bilbo gives him the runaround, toying with him as they try to figure out the ring's power. Then he gets betrayed by Saruman, his old standby. Elrond isn't interested in anything long-term. He's all, the ring can't stay here. And then, Saruman steps in again, freezing him out of his mountain path, only to punish Gandalf further when he goes against his gut and takes the road through Moria. After a seriously bad dance with a Balrog, Gandalf the Grey does what I think maybe you should do. He steps away, and he does some soul-searching. In his case, it's very literal. He falls into darkness and is confronted with the essence of his being. But for you, I think it just comes down to... Step away and and look at yourself. When all is stripped away, what is it and who is it that you really want? For Gandalf, he knew he wanted to defeat Sauron and restore peace to Middle-earth. For you, what would you like? Do you want a long-term relationship? A casual fling? Do you want someone to go to the movies with you and laugh with you? Do you want someone to kind of be more of a helpmate in your life? Once that, That answer is totally up to you. And once you have that answer... Get a makeover. That's what Gandalf did. He got a makeover that best showcases the true thing that he wanted, the the true self that was underneath. And another thing, if you have the time and the energy, get a cool pet like Shadowfax. I personally recommend dogs. They're great for attracting the person that you want to attract if you're into them. And, uh, you know, good luck. Keep trying. Don't worry. If Gandalf struck out, you're fine. You're fine. been a rough one politically, and it's hard to get on social media or even talk with friends without feeling sad. What can I do to stay positive and motivated? Honestly, this question, how do I stay positive and motivated, is why I found the wisdom of these movies in the first place. These movies are truly my own personal light of Arendelle, a light in all places when all other lights go out. Whenever there's division and strife, and especially lately, there's there's so much of that. And there's so much talk of heavy topics like sexual assault, and, and the world can feel dark and as twisty as She Loves Lair. This is when I, I always look to Sam and Frodo. Uh, when they were traveling to Mordor, no matter how dehydrated and hungry and how much they were breathing in the toxic fumes of the flaming eyeball himself, Through all of that, they chose to talk about the simple, visceral, sensual pleasures of the Shire. Things like fresh strawberries, or Sam's love of rosy cotton, 
or all the beautiful shades of green from, from the Shire itself, or Gandalf's fireworks. Those little beautiful moments are sparks of light. They drive out the darkness, and the darkness, we have to remember, it only looks heavy. Darkness isn't actually heavy, it's, it's an illusion. Light is substance. Light has heft. Light is what drove back monsters like Shelob. So find your little dots of light. They're enough. I promise. They'll start to heal you. Pet dogs or kittens at an animal shelter. Smile at a baby. Hold open doors. Eat good food. Drink good beer if that's your thing. It's definitely mine. <laughs> Watch a good movie that makes you laugh or cry. Reach out to friends and talk about things that aren't politics. Reminisce about good memories. One person couldn't overthrow Sauron face-to-face, just like we can't face some of the monsters in our own society. But two hobbits can remind each other that they need to move forward, that life is worth living, and that there are things worth fighting for. So find those little hobbity things in your own life. Our next caller had a question in a very similar vein. Hello, Samwise. I'm having some political problems at work with coworkers who do not share my point of view. How do you think I could work on discussing such matters with them? From the moment Elrond summons his council and the Fellowship is formed, the Fellowship of the Ring sets out to answer your question. The hobbits are nobodies, Gandalf is too powerful to be close to the ring, Elrond already failed once, Boromir has a nightmare idea that would plunge the world into darkness while he yammers on about good intentions, and Legolas and Gimli straight up hate one another because they're racist. So that's a very toxic workplace. The scene, the Council of Elrond, is one of the best and most important scenes ever put to film, as far as I'm concerned. It is so deeply human, and I think that if everyone watched it with an open mind and an open heart, not necessarily looking to relate to people or take sides, but just to take in that none of these people are wholly bad or wholly good, the world would genuinely change. It was such a powerful scene for me as a young person, and it continues to be... a a deeply powerful scene for me today and I'm so excited to get to talk with you about it as strange as that sounds I'm sorry that it's kind of hard to have these political discussions at work but I think the great thing about being at work is that you have a common goal and that's ultimately what united the fellowship I mean straight up by the end of the film Boromir is literally dying for his colleagues and he's no longer so woefully misguided Now, here's how Aragorn, the group's best example of kind of how to behave, I guess, in a professional setting, achieved this. Throughout the council, he kept reminding everyone of their goal, get the ring to Mordor to destroy it. He sets boundaries on what behavior was acceptable, telling Legolas to settle and Gimli to put his axe away, and he tells Boromir to stay on track when he tries to derail the discussion with his own crazy ideas. I think it's really important when we're having discussions with people of whatever nature to kind of keep everyone focused and not to go off on a tangent. So when people disagreed, Aragorn, he acknowledged the pain and fear that might have led to their sense of disagreement, reminding people that, yeah, this is, this is really scary and Mordor is no joke, but he didn't assign value, good or bad, to a situation. It either fit with their goal or it didn't. And I think people feel judged for their political opinions because it reflects their values. And I think by acknowledging, 
I try to understand where you're coming from, from this place of fear, but here is an alternative of looking at it so that we can all achieve this goal. Um, in this case, I'm assuming at your workplace, it's one, to get your job done, and two, to kind of all have a better understanding of each other. And like on a macro level, everyone wants to be thought of as a good person who brings more good to the world in, than bad. So try to remember that at the end of the day, there is similarities there. Find the common ground like Aragorn did. You're not at work to change minds and hearts. You're there to achieve a goal. Keep conversations focused and lead by example like Aragorn did. Acknowledge people's passion even when it's, it doesn't match yours, but explain yourself as a human and explain your own passion and explain that ultimately while your goals are the same, you're coming at this differently and I think people will start to respond differently as well. Hey Samwise, this is a uh, we're gonna say no longer working, and I just realized after going over all my finances that I'm not gonna have enough money to leave my apartment if I continue to not work and raise my son. I was wondering if Lord of the Rings had any advice of when should I go back to work? Uh, when should I put my child in daycare? Who was currently three months old? Uh, anything like that? Just to help me figure out the best way to rejoin the workforce. Thanks, Sam. Okay. So, this is truly tough, and I feel for you. You want to do the best you can for your baby, but you have to decide between time and money and quality of life and do it all while maintaining your own sanity because that's going to make you the best parent you can be. This is very similar to what Frodo continually bumped up against, especially in fellowship. Like a child, the ring is a huge and singular responsibility that belongs to Frodo and Frodo alone. Now, obviously, you love your baby, whereas Frodo definitely didn't want the ring, but I'm just going with the responsibility portion here. Bear with me. So Frodo has help, but it's ultimately kind of his burden to bear, just as you probably have loads of great people in your life who love your baby very, very much. But at the end of the day, these are decisions that you're going to have to make. And what was so admirable about Frodo is that while maybe he wasn't wholly prepared or maybe they had this plan to get to Mordor with the nine of them and, and then they lost Gandalf, he he still knew what his mission was. Just like you still know, mm, I'm probably going to have to go back to work. When is the best time? I can't provide specific answers for you, but I know that because your priorities are in line, your priorities to, to keep your, your son in a happy, healthy home, are, are your heart's in the right spot, you're going to be able to make decisions like Frodo had to do when he ultimately decided to leave on his own and was ultimately joined by Sam to take the ring back to Mordor himself because it was the less risky uh, the less risky proposition, the one that had more of a proposition for success. And while I know that these are all going to be difficult decisions, it sounds like your heart really is in the right place to be making them. And just remember that as long as you keep these priorities in mind, the, the nitty-gritty is honestly so much less important. At the end of the day, if you and your baby are both happy and your needs are met, then that's fine. It, it means that you have flexibility in your job search. A part-time job might be better than a full-time job. It, it all depends on kind of what the two of you need or whoever else is in your life, what you all need. And like Frodo, don't be afraid to ask for or receive help as it's given to you and don't be afraid to say when you need something or when you're tired. 
this is a huge burden. So be kind to yourself. And just again, remember that as long as the big stuff is okay, your baby and your health and your basic needs are met, the rest is all trivial. You'll be fine. Good luck. Our final question today comes from the Puppet Master, who sent me an email via the Gmail account, sam.wise.ath at gmail.com, and he says, I promise this isn't trolling, but an honest request for sage counsel. I'm superstitious enough to accept it from all places. My iPhone is a few years old, and while it still works fine, the battery drains at an ever-increasing rate. Should I buy a new iPhone or wait until my current phone breaks more substantially? Sincerely, the Puppet Master. Dude, the entire reason for the trek to Mordor is because some human chose to wait on replacing a power source when it was still easy and convenient to do so. Take care of your phone now. Get the, throw that shit into Mordor. Get a new one, because if it dies, it could be at a time when it's really inconvenient or Sauron's already come back to power and it's just way more complicated than it needs to be. So go. Now. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. I have so enjoyed these questions this week. And if you want to send more, please send them to sam.wise.ath at gmail.com or call the Google Voice line 608-561-2755 and either leave me a voicemail or a text. I'm super excited to hear from you. Keep them coming. And while I have you, I would encourage you to check out the rest of the podcast in the After the Hype Network. On Mondays, there's the Venture there's Venture Bros, a Venture Brothers podcast. And then on Thursday mornings, you can hear After the Hype, the OG, in which I sometimes co-host. It's a really great show in which we talk about movies after the hype has died down and see what they really were all about. There's also um, articles every Wednesday and Friday at athpod.com. That's athpod.com. And you can also follow me on social channels at sammyjane613, or you can follow my dog, whose life is way more interesting than mine, at Saint Lottie. That's Saint underscore L-A-D-D-I. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to hearing from you next week. Bye!